Chapter Twenty Two of Anna Karenina, Book Seven by Leo Tolstoy, translated by Constance Garnett. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Marianne. Stefan Arkadyevitch felt completely non-pulsed by the strange talk which he was hearing for the first time. The complexity of Petersburg, as a rule, had a stimulating effect on him, rousing him out of his Moscow stagnation. But he liked these complications, and he understood them only in the circles he knew and was at home in. In these unfamiliar surroundings he was puzzled and disconcerted, and could not get his bearings. As he listened to Countess Lydia Ivanovna, aware of the beautiful, artless, or perhaps artful, he could not decide which, eyes of Landau fixed upon him, Stefan Arkadyevitch began to be conscious of a peculiar heaviness in his head. The most incongruous ideas were in confusion in his head. Marie Sanina is glad her child's dead. How good a smoke would be now! To be saved, one only needs to believe, and the monks don't know how the thing's to be done. But Countess Lydia Ivanovna does know. And why is my head so heavy? Is it the cognac, or all this being so queer? Anyway, I fancy I've done nothing unsuitable so far. But anyway, it won't do to ask her now. They say they make one say one's prayers. I only hope they won't make me. That'll be too imbecile. And what stuff is it she's reading? But she has a good accent. Landau, Bezabov, what's he Bezabov for? All at once, Stefan Arkadyevitch became aware that his lower jaw was uncontrollably forming a yawn. He pulled his whiskers to cover the yawn and shook himself together. But soon after he became aware that he was dropping asleep and on the very point of snoring, he recovered himself at the very moment when the voice of Countess Lydia Ivanovna was saying, "He's asleep." Stefan Arkadyevitch started with dismay, feeling guilty and caught, but he was reassured at once by seeing that the words "He's asleep" referred not to him but to Landau. The Frenchman was asleep as well as Stefan Arkadyevitch. But Stefan Arkadyevitch's being asleep would have offended them, as he thought, though even this he thought might not be so, as everything seemed so queer. While Landau's being asleep delighted them extremely, especially Countess Lydia Ivanovna. Mon ami said Lydia Ivanovna, carefully holding the folds of her silk gown so as not to rustle, and in her excitement calling Karenin not Alexey Alexandrovitch but mon ami, donnez les lamans, vous voyez. Shh! She hissed at the footman as he came in again. Not at home. The Frenchman was asleep, or pretending to be asleep, with his head on the back of his chair and his moist hand, as it lay on his knee, made faint movements as though trying to catch something. Alexey Alexandrovitch got up, tried to move carefully, but stumbled against the table, went up and laid his hand on the Frenchman's hand. Stefan Arkadyevitch got up too and opening his eyes wide. Trying to wake himself up as if he were asleep, he looked first at one and then at the other. It was all real. Stefan Arkadyevitch felt that his head was getting worse and worse. Que la personne qui est arrivée la dernière, quelqu'un demande, qu'elle saute, qu'elle saute, articulated the Frenchman without opening his eyes. Vous m'excuserez, mais vous voyez, revenez vers deux heures. Encore mieux demain. Quelle sorte? Repeated the Frenchman impatiently. C'est moi, ne sais pas. And receiving an answer in the affirmative, Stefan Arkadyevitch, 
forgetting the favor he had meant to ask of Lydia Ivanovna, and forgetting his sister's affairs, caring for nothing, but filled with the sole desire to get away as soon as possible, went out on tiptoe and ran out into the street as though from a plague-stricken house. For a long while he chatted and joked with his cab-driver, trying to recover his spirits. At the French theatre where he arrived for the last act, and afterwards at the Tartar restaurant, after his champagne, Stefan Arkadyevitch felt a little refreshed in the atmosphere he was used to, but still he felt quite unlike himself all that evening. On getting home to Pyotr Oblonsky's, where he was staying, Stefan Arkadyevitch found a note from Betsy. She wrote to him that she was very anxious to finish their interrupted conversation, and begged him to come next day. He had scarcely read this note, and frowned at its contents, when he heard below the ponderous tramp of the servants, carrying something heavy. Stefan Arkadyevitch went out to look. It was the rejuvenated Pyotr Oblonsky. He was so drunk that he could not walk upstairs, but he told them to set him on his legs when he saw Stefan Arkadyevitch, and clinging to him, walked with him into his room, and there began telling him how he had spent the evening, and fell asleep doing so. Stefan Arkadyevitch was in very low spirits, which happened rarely with him, and for a long while he could not go to sleep. Everything he could recall to his mind, everything was disgusting. But most disgusting of all, as if it were something shameful, was the memory of the evening he had spent at Countess Lydia Ivanovna's. Next day, he received from Alexey Alexandrovitch a final answer, refusing to grant Anna's divorce, and he understood that this decision was based on what the Frenchman had said in his real or pretended trance. End of chapter 22